<laughs> that seems like the conversation you should have before you get married. Yeah, we needed yeah. to work on some of our communication techniques. <laughs> GMBA YouthCast. What does it mean to be a Christian or to serve God? Today on YouthCast, Sister Ruth Gailey shares about how her idea of serving God transformed from just being going to church on Sunday and having something good to do into an active personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So, Sister Ruth, thank you for joining and as, as well as Brother Joel. Glad to be here. Good to see you, Jared. Growing up, Sister Ruth, what did being a Christian or serving God mean to you when you were a, a kid or a young adult and kind of going into college? I have to say that when I was a young girl, we moved around a lot. My dad's job took us from place to place. When my sisters and I were born and we were little, my mom and dad realized the importance of taking us to church. And so when we would move from town to town, we would visit local churches and decide where to go. When I was halfway through my junior year in high school, my dad's job took us from Birmingham, Alabama to St. Albans, West Virginia. And that meant leaving a group of friends and a boyfriend that I was very close to behind and moving to this new location. So I was not a happy camper at that time. So when it came time to look for colleges, I could have easily looked backwards to Alabama and chosen to go to one of the big universities down there where my friends were choosing to go to. When I visited around to the different schools that I was visiting, um, nothing felt right. But then the last college that we visited was Grove City. When we got to campus and I stepped out of the car and stepped on campus, I can remember the spot. I remember the exact moment where I stood there and I looked around and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that um, that's where God wanted me in my life. Is that where the two of you met? It is. Um, it was through Christian fellowship groups on campus that we became involved in and got to know each other. So eventually, Brother Joel invites you to church. Well, if you were lucky, you got to go home to church with Joel. And actually, it all started out with the guys in his dorm. He used to take his buddies home with him to church. And I think it, it was, was to get a good meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was a, a good home cooked meal with his mom. And, and I can attest to the fact that there were some good meals in that kitchen. As he and I started dating and, and getting more serious, then I became the lucky one and got to go home <laughs> uh, and go to church with him and, and have that home cooked meal. What, what was your first impression of visiting the church? Uh, Fredonia, the branch of the church that where Joel grew up, is located out in the middle of nowhere. It's in a cornfield um, in the country. So, and it's very small and it's very modest. My impression, you know, was it, I didn't have a lot of impression about it. It, it was. You weren't overly impressed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was used to churches that had Sunday school classes for every age group, had you know, youth choirs, adult choirs, youth groups that had many, many um, outlets and were big, very big. So this little church in the cornfield was very unimpressive to me. And, and I was unfamiliar with the restoration, had no knowledge of that. Um, of course, the fact that the church uh, holds the Book of Mormon as the word of God, that was uh, new and different to me. 
Uh, I think in my mind and in the mind of my family, uh, the Book of Mormon was automatically associated with the Mormon church. Uh, I had never heard of a church that believed in the Book of Mormon that wasn't, you know, associated with Mormonism. You know, so my experience was almost exactly opposite of Ruth's. You know, I grew up going to the Fredonia branch of the church. And when I went away to college, to Grove City College, I started attending and visiting all kinds of other churches just to experience other denominations, other faiths. For you, Brother Joel, what stood out to you as being different about other groups that you visited, or what was that experience like? Well, I think uh, throughout those four years and and visiting uh, many, many different churches, uh, I got a different perspective, uh, you know, kind of being born and raised in the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, you, you have kind of a, a narrow vision. So it, it gave me a, a wider experience. And I think it, it actually convicted me uh, to a great extent that what I grew up in was the truth. And uh, it just affirmed what I believed and what I had been taught as as a kid growing up. So while you, you were in a very narrow perspective and, and broadened yourself in college, I came with a very broad perspective and the church of Jesus Christ, like went, went like this. And, and that was new to me. The fact that it was, um, you know, it could be in more one lo- more than one location, that it was the same when you went from one location to the next. It was all connected, interconnected. For me, it was like you went to church here or you went to church there. It wasn't just one church. I took Bible classes. I, I studied Old Testament scriptures. I studied New Testament studies. I studied Hebrews. And so when we would go home to Fredonia um, at the time, While there were foreign concepts to me, one thing that did impress me was um, the ability that the brothers had to um, interpret the prophecies and apply the prophecies to the scriptures that I was studying in college. Their understanding of the prophecies gave a, a bigger picture of God's plan and just made sense to me. That that was different than anything I had experienced at any other church that I had gone to. So that did make a good impression upon me. One semester when I was heading home for uh, a semester break, um, he took me to Imperial. So Imperial was another branch that I visited. The gift of tongues was spoken that day and the interpretation was had. And that's another thing I experienced that I had never experienced in my life before. And, and it seemed very sincere. And, and, um, you know, when I went home and told my mom about that, she goes, are you sure about that? Like, like, you know, you need to be careful about things like that. Mm-hmm. So there I was, you know, falling in love with this, this young man and um, learn, trying to learn about his church or experiencing things that were new to me. And then this pull on the other side of me that my family was like, not so sure about gifts and not so sure about this Book of Mormon, you know, it's, and so I had this struggle going on inside of me, you know, where I felt like when I was with Joel, I kind of needed, and the church, I needed to defend what I, you know, where I come from. But when I was home, I felt like 
I was having to defend Joel and the church that he went to. So I had this struggle going on in me when we were first, you know, in college and then when we were first married. Yeah, that, that's interesting how you guys had almost the opposite perspective, yet somehow it worked out because you guys kept dating and you seemed like you got along well. We became engaged during our junior year of college and uh, were, we graduated May 16th, 1981, and a week later we got married. So after you were married, how did you guys decide about where you were going to live? That senior year, I, I really had a desire and I prayed to the Lord to uh, allow uh, a job opportunity to come to us that uh, would be near the Church of Jesus Christ, somewhere near the church. My first job offer uh, was uh, a pretty good offer, and it was a pretty good job, but it was four to five hours away from a church location, Church of Jesus Christ. So actually, I turned that job offer down without any other offers and continued to pray. And uh, I think my uh, my mother-in-law was... Thought I had lost my marbles. So eventually, uh, before I finished in December, I did uh, have an interview and got a, a better job offer uh, in Erie. And there was a, a branch of the church in Erie, Pennsylvania. To make a long story short, I, I stayed with that company for 10 years. Oh, and that was a leap start uh, for your career in lighting, which is what you've been, you know, in all these years. It's kind of cool how you kind of said, okay, God, I want to, I want to seek you first in this area. And then through that, he kind of directed your entire career after that. And, and you gotta, you gotta understand that I wasn't baptized yet. I had just made that without being without, a member. And without huh? me. <laughs> without her being involved. So I, I had no idea that he prayed that way. So that first job offer that he turned down, I just, I had to take it at face value. I kept thinking, okay. I had decided kind of internally that what I had grown up with was the truth. It was important, I felt, for our future that we be close to a branch of the church. So it's kind of funny, though, because Sister Ruth, it sounds like you didn't know that that was important for your future, that you would be close to the church. It, it was important for us to serve God. That's, right. that's where we were in our relationship. I still did not have understanding about the concept of the Church of Jesus Christ. In my mind, I assumed that when we got married, we would visit local churches wherever we would live, and, and we would, you know, visit them and, and make a decision together about where we were going to go to church. And um, that was based on how I was raised. And just as in his mind, you know, I think it's fair to say you were assuming that we would attend the Church of Jesus Christ because that was how you were raised and where your heart was leading you. So, you know, we knew the importance of serving God in our life, but we had never really discussed what that would look like. You know, that presented... Because neither of us really were committed to a church yet, Yeah. you know, as, as a member. And I, and I don't think we had developed that real personal relationship with the Lord in our life just yet. So life was unfolding. We, we were very much in love. We knew we wanted to share life together. We wanted to be married. You know, those goals were in our life. Serving God was very important to both of us. 
But how that looked like or what, how that would roll out in our life, it was not defined. So you're both coming into marriage with kind of a different idea of what your service to God may look like or how it will play out. How does that come into play now once you actually get married and now you have to carry it out? The first year of our marriage uh, was interesting. It was an interesting <laughs> part of our spiritual journey. Uh, the week after we got home from our honeymoon, Joel said, he said, let's go to church. Let's go to church in Erie at the Church of Jesus Christ. And so I said, okay. And of course, the brothers and sisters in Erie, they were just thrilled that a young couple had moved to Erie and they knew Joel's family vaguely. And um, I think my impression uh, when I walked into the Erie building and, and all of a sudden we were surrounded by people, I felt overwhelmed. Um, it wasn't quite like Fredonia. It was a little bit bigger. Again, trying to understand that this was the same church that Joel grew up in, but it was in a different location. I mean, it just wasn't making sense to me. And I think all of a sudden, I felt like I was 1,600 miles away from my family, where a lot of people say, oh, it was the love of the church that just enveloped me, that just drew me right in. Um, for me, um, it it was overwhelming. And, and I kind of put up some defensive walls right away. And, and so I, I said to Joel, after, you know, we had visited the church, I said, aren't we going to go around and visit some local churches and, and decide where we're going to go to church together? And, and he said, no. <laughs> he said, that seems like the conversation you should have before you get married. Yeah, we needed yeah. to work on some of our communication techniques. <laughs> uh, that was something that needed to be worked on and, and was worked on through the first year of our marriage. But um, I did visit a couple churches early on by myself. But to be honest with you, I knew that it was the wrong thing for me to be doing. I wasn't comfortable at those churches. And I, I knew that I wanted to um, worship with Joel. I, I didn't want to start our marriage going different directions. I, I didn't want that. And so I decided I would go with him. But then I finally said to him, if this is what you believe, then why aren't you baptized? <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest with you, I don't, I don't recall <laughs> that he had a good answer for me. He didn't have a good answer for me. This was really the kind of the first year of our marriage was really the transition for both of us. Mm -hmm. Uh, from attending church to creating a relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. It really did cause me uh, to think, and I, I believe I, I really started praying more and more for that uh, spirit of repentance and acceptance to, to come. And so you eventually made that decision to, get, to ask for your baptism and make a commitment? During a preaching service, the Spirit of God just convicted me, and I uh, asked for my baptism that day. The meeting stopped, and <laughs> we went down to the river. Before we got there, though, Joel's grandparents both came up to me, and they said, don't you want to get baptized too? And I looked at them, and I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I, at that point in time, I had no intentions of being baptized. You know, I was... There was just too many things I had questions about. But to be honest with you, it, it was such a wonderful day. It was such a blessing to see Joel 
you know, commit to the Lord and to witness the baptism. I had never seen that in my life. I had only been witness to infant baptisms and I had, I was baptized as an infant. And so understanding, you know, repentance is part of your walk in building your journey with Christ. And, and I think that day I can truly say was probably the first day in my life that I realized, okay, he has something with the Lord that I don't have. He has that personal, intimate relationship that I don't have. And uh, I knew right then that I needed to start searching for that in my life. I wanted that too. After my baptism, then both of us, we, we really started getting very active in the church and visiting. There was a wonderful contingency of young people in Erie at the time. And um, they, they were so good with me. They, they, number one, they respected where I had come from. And but they challenged me in a non non confrontational way to consider what it was that I believed and to consider the faith and doctrine of Christ as understood within the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, that was just a process that I had to go through. And I'm grateful to those who were in Erie at the time that really loved me. They had more of an influence than even my interaction with her in that way. It was a great benefit for Ruth to have other young people as mentors and people that she could talk with other than her husband. If someone is trying to seek a deeper or more personal relationship with God, what does that process look like or what would be some concrete actions that you might recommend? One of the very first scriptures that was given to me years ago was be still and know that I am God. I had to be still and I had to know that God was God, that he was sovereign in my life and that uh, his word is truth. And, and then, of course, I had to become humble as a little child. And, and then I had to study. Second Timothy 2.15 says, study to show thyself approved. Uh, unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And, and I had to study the word of God. I had to study the Bible. I had to study the Book of Mormon um, and, and go into it with a very humble and an open heart, you know, to understand what God's truth really is. So as this process is going on, you're learning more about the church, you're developing friendships within the church. What's holding you back from getting baptized at this point? When I was growing up, I always desired acceptance um, from my mom and dad. I, I wanted their blessing on my life, and I, I wanted their blessing about the church in my life. And there they were, 1,600 miles away. They were living in Texas at the time, and um, none of my family had ever experienced the church. So I felt like I wanted them to come to church with me and to see, number one, this was not a cult that it was based on the doctrines of Christ. You got to watch out what you pray for, because the next summer, 1982, the door was open, and, and God brought my whole family to Erie. Um, my sisters, my mom and dad, my brother-in-law, and all of them visited us uh, at different times. It wasn't all together, but they all came to church with, with us at one time or another. It actually ended up being a little bit of a letdown for me, because I, I wanted their accepted. I want their acceptance of where we were. I wanted their acceptance of the church. I wanted their blessing in that. And you know what? They came and they went and 
really, there was no acceptance. There was, you know, I'm not sure how they felt, to be honest. I can't remember that specifically now, but I just know that all of a sudden I realized this isn't about them. It's between me and the Lord. And, and as soon as I could get to that point, my heart really just began to melt. So what, what occurred for me is that in October, we had had a singspiration and we had had such a wonderful time in the fellowship was so sweet. And we had just had so much fun. And I remember going to bed that night. I knew that I just loved the Lord and I loved um, what was happening in our life and the direction it was going. And I just prayed to the Lord, Lord, just humble me as a little child. And the next day I woke up and I thought, okay, today I'm going to be baptized. It's my day. And so I asked Joel at breakfast that morning, I said, I said, honey, did you know the day that you were baptized that you were going to ask for your baptism? Mm -hmm. And he said, no. But he didn't ask any other questions. <laughs> he, you know, again, it's that communication. Maybe, maybe he didn't want to. I didn't want to. He didn't want to push the envelope. Yeah. <laughs> We've been through a lot, you know, our first year. I just knew that I wanted to ask for my baptism. I also knew that I desired from the Lord a confirmation that it was the right thing. But I also knew that even if no confirmation came, I was still going to ask for my baptism. I knew I needed to repent of my sins and I knew I needed to make myself right with the Lord. And I knew that this was the right step to take. And so I went to church, we went to church. And when we got there, there was a, a elderly couple in our branch had brought grandchildren that day to be blessed. And so the whole service that day revolved around Matthew 18, 3, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as a little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Right then I knew the Lord, I felt like he loved me so much that he, he knew the desire of my heart. And he timed my conversion perfectly um, with what was happening in our branch. You know, children were being brought you know, forward to be blessed. And I knew I had to become as a little child um, in order to enter the kingdom of God. I had, had to be humbled like a little child. So it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I had to ask for my baptism. And I was just so grateful that, you know, the Lord, I felt like he honored, honored and loved me. It's just crazy about God is he's so big. <laughs> he's running the entire universe. He, there's billions of people and yet, for each one of us, he wants to have that personal relationship. And he'll take the time out to, to speak to you and to show you that he wants you and he loves you. Is there a particular scripture that summarizes this chapter in your life? Um, Second Nephi 28.30 says, For behold, thus saith the Lord God, I will give unto the children of men line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. And blessed are those who hearken unto my precepts and lend an ear unto my counsel, for they shall learn wisdom. For unto him that receiveth, I will give more. And mm -hmm. um, I just really feel like that speaks to my journey, that it was just line upon line, precept upon precept um, that was given to me and presented to me, uh, that was mentored to me um, over those first couple of years of our marriage that, uh, that provided the framework that I needed um, and the foundation that I needed to be able to take those steps in developing my personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that really speaks to just the nature of a relationship is it, it takes time and it takes continual investment. And 
And it's like what you said, though, God is faithful to that. When we seek him, he answers us and he can be found. And, and that's a process that continues even after we're baptized. It doesn't just mean, okay, I got baptized. Now I have this amazing relationship. It's something that takes continued investment over time. And that's beautiful. And I thank you for sharing that with us. No, it's a real joy and and we're just thrilled to be able to share our testimony yeah and and we could just spend hours and hours sharing um you know god's blessings in our life and what he has done for us and i would just encourage anyone who watches this is, is as you fellowship with different people in church have this conversation yourself ask someone how has god worked in their life i'm having a blast i'm getting to know a lot of people better so thank you guys again for joining us and to everyone who's watching we look forward to seeing you guys next time god bless i'm jordan beeman from wilmington delaware make sure to like and subscribe leave a comment and share this with someone you know thank you